T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. And then heard again last year doing Philly's broadcast and now going to be a bigger part of the team next to Scott Fransky on the broadcast this year. Kevin Stocker, welcome to the show. Kevin, how are you doing today? I am good. I'm doing great. How are you guys? Pretty good, pretty good. So are you excited to be back in Philadelphia, man? Oh, man. So excited to be back in Philadelphia. It was, it was so great to – I did some games last year, and then I had to wait because the darn team kept winning. <laughs> Dang it. They, you know, so that stinks, but yeah. I'm super excited to be back with those guys. You know, speaking about that, I I know you played shortstop, and and we were talking about Trey Turner and how phenomenal he is and how fast he is. But what else is it about Trey Turner that makes him so special? You know, Trey's been around. The one thing I like about Trey is, well, there's a lot of things I like, you, but, you know, his presence, he comes in, he's got a little bit of a swagger to him, but not one that's cockiness. Mm -hmm. He's a very confident player. He's not loud. He just kind of goes out and he plays. Defensively, I think he's really solid. Now with the new rules, you know, where guys can't play out in the grass, I think there's a, a, a larger value for infielders in the middle now that they have to be on the dirt, where their range now comes back into play, kind of how it was back in the 90s and so forth. That kind of got away from that when you can start moving guys back in the shift. He has a real quick step left and right, which I like defensively. And offensively, obviously, his, his numbers kind of speak for themselves. He's willing to hit leadoff two and three, and he's done it all. I think he's going to start in a leadoff hole, which will be nice. I don't, I don't think Schwarber um, necessarily belongs there. but So there's a lot of things to like about Trey. Yeah, it's a good point you brought up. You actually have to play infield now. They're not going to just put you in one place that? and say, hey, the ball's probably going to come here you know, 50% of the time. It's a good point, Kevin. Um, curious your thoughts on the pitch clock. I mean, you're someone, and, and like us as fans in, in a different realm, but you know, we kind of grew up in, in the early days. You know, the, the days of baseball was from the, the beginning, right? You know, then we, things have changed, analytics. But I, I think, Kevin, the game changed so much. It went too far one direction. Now they're trying to bring it back a little bit, trying to put that action back in the game that when you played, there was more of, and part of it now is the pitch clock. Of what you've seen so far, what do you think, and and do you think this is going to be a good thing for the game? Well, first of all, I do like the pitch clock um, in the sense that it, it does make the games quicker and move. I mean, I don't like that Major League Baseball had to do that, but the players over the last 15 years kind of brought it on themselves by slowing down and just really getting that overboard so the games were far too long i mean we did a couple games last year that were three and a half three forty five 
that's just too long of a baseball game, I think, for, for fans and so forth. Not every fan. Some absolutely love it, certainly the younger ones. So I'm in favor of the pitch clock. I'm also in favor that, that the umpires are going to be pretty hardcore with it. I like the fact that they're like, you know, we're not going to just kind of ease into this. It is on right now. I mean, there's no – you guys have probably seen that where they're calling stuff right away. And the reason I like that is because baseball players, and Hugh, I don't know how football players are, but baseball players are notorious for being complainers. It doesn't matter. I was gonna. A, <laughs> he oh, started gosh, laughing as you're no, saying it. You know what I was going <laughs> to ask you? Who's going to complain yeah. more? Is it going to be the hitters or is it going to be the pitchers? Oh, it's going to be a combination of both. Are you kidding me? And you know how it is. It's like if you're hitting well, oh, I love the pitch timer. If you're not, you hate it. I mean, that's just how it's going to be. And I, and I think that um, the pitchers are – right now are still getting used to it. Some of them, we heard Zach Wheeler, who had a great game the other day, he is not in favor of it. You know, it rushes him. He doesn't really necessarily like it. But he doesn't know anything other than a three-hour game, a three-and-a-half-hour game. He doesn't understand what it used to be like. So I get, their, I get their frustrations, but they are getting it. I mean, just over the – we had some numbers yesterday. I don't know exactly what they are. It was something like just over one violation of game, which was about what it was in the minor leagues last year. And they, they cut off almost 30 minutes a game. And I just think the game is more enjoyable. You should see the action. Now, we just talked about the, the no shifting. And all of a sudden, guys, are the action is really noticeable. It's really fun to broadcast. Kevin, there is, an, and I, I thought about this the other day. It kind of just hit me. There is an unintended consequence to all this, though. And I think we all agree this will be better for the game long term for fans. When you're at the game, I think it's a better television product. But Kevin, you know we're radio, we're radio guys here, and you're you're a radio broadcaster. There is a rhythm to the broadcast, a rhythm to the conversation. And here in Philadelphia, we love Scott in L.A. and and we're gonna you know get to hear you more and you and Scott. Have you guys talked about it, thought about it? Because that rhythm of the storytelling of that downtime in baseball that's gonna change. If if there's less game, I mean, it just this is the fact. There's less of you, right? Less of Scott, less of L.A., less of that back and forth. Tell us about that. Have you guys talked about it, thought about it, that it's, it's going to change the rhythm of these, these broadcasts here on the radio? You know, I'll be honest with you. We really haven't talked about it yet. It's still early for us. Like, I haven't worked with Scott yet because he did a couple of games, and I've been on the road. Scott's not doing the road games down here. It's a, it's a valid question. And I will tell you this. The games are quicker for us for sure. But I will, I will say this. In radio, the play-by-play guy is the man, right, because he has to describe. Scott is so good. And the analyst kind of has to find those times to get in there. And then it's reverse for television. I know the last couple of games, yesterday I worked with uh, McCarthy on radio, and it was fine. We didn't really have a problem. We were able to get the stories in. We were able to – I have to be a little bit quicker, a little bit more to the point. But uh, we really haven't had a big issue. Now, I will say last year, remember I talked about those long games. Man, you, I could also deplete my stories all in one game. Right. I mean, it just you – start, you start digging back into the history of these guys, which is fun. But it gets to be a little exhausting. So I, I think I think there's a rhythm there. It's just it will take a little bit of time for us. Hopefully by spring we'll have that down. You know, we've been we've been kicking around the fact that Bryce Harper probably won't be back for a while. So with yeah. that being said, Nick Castellanos, how important is he gonna be to this lineup with Bryce Harper with Bryce Harper being out? Oh, he's gonna be big. He's gonna be huge. I mean, there's you know, last year was a really disappointing for him. Everybody saw that. And and he knows it too. And his numbers they just weren't what they're used to, well, not what we signed for, but they certainly weren't the worst in the league. I think, though, with Nick, defensively, he does fine. He's not a great defender, neither Schwarber. But, yeah, offensively, he's going to have to find that stroke. So far, he's made some adjustments down here that he's really happy with because that's the big thing. I mean, you know, you as an athlete, you have to feel good about yourself all year round. That's going to be big. 
for this Phillies team, no doubt about it. Kevin, give us your impressions of Andrew Papers so far, what you've seen, what you've heard. I oh. mean, man, Kevin, 19 years old, This it just doesn't happen very often. I think there's been four times in the last two decades a kid, you know, a teenager's thrown a pitch in the majors. I mean, it's, it's pretty rare what might happen here. Super rare. In fact, we saw him yesterday, and I thought about him when he's 19, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, the last time I faced a 19-year-old, I was like, I was in high school, and I'm like, <laughs> if I had to face him, there is no way. I mean, there's no chance if you're a high school player against him. You know, he's big. He's tall. Um, you asked what I've heard. Well, what I've heard has been how calm, cool, and collected. He's a little bit older than his age as far as maturity, and I've seen that, and that is correct. I mean, you can go do an interview with him, and he answers your questions. Uh, he doesn't act, he doesn't, he's not a big talker. Um, he asks the right questions to his teammates, all of those things. So he has some poise. Well, then we got to see him throw yesterday and his stuff is just electric. I mean, it's fastballs, 99 miles an hour. He's working on a new pitch, which I think he's going to need. I think his slider is going to need some help. And, and that's where that cutter is going to come in. But we saw him throw yesterday. He gave up some hits, which I think is really good in his first outing. So he gets a little taste of some success, but also like, okay, these big league guys can hit a little bit. They're, they're not, Double A guys. These guys know how to adjust. I will say this: there's a lot of talk, and everybody everybody would love to see him. I I just hope they're careful with that because he's going to be up here. You guys know he's going to be here, mm-hmm. right? This year at some point, whether he breaks with the team or it's midsummer, whenever. I would rather them be cautious than be more aggressive with him because there's some, he's going to have a long career. So we'll see how they and and Tom's. I, I have a lot of faith in in Thompson and Dabrowski and those guys. So I think they really have a good handle on how they're going to deal with it. Well, I think they, Kevin, it's interesting you brought up the, the cautious part about it because it feels like we're, we're trending towards him maybe making the team. But what I think about is, you know, this team has expectations to be in the playoffs. And, and I, I want him to be fresh and, and, and helping in September and maybe October. Yeah. And I, I kind of just think about the math on it. Like, how are they going to space out all these starts, all these innings? Because, you know, we know, regardless of where you, you lie on this with pitch, pitch counts and innings, they're not going to make him through 100 more innings than last year. So if he is here all year, they're probably going to have to give him some time off the middle of the season. Hundred percent, hundred percent. They would have to evaluate his innings, and they'd have to cut him down. He he's not going to like that. He's probably not used to that, right? Um, and you can't forget about Bailey Falter. I mean, what he did for this team last year too. No one's really talking about him. I haven't seen him throw or anything. But so I, I think you know maybe they do a six man rotation for a while or something like that. I don't think that's what they want to do, but it's certainly possible. Um, but I think you have a really valid point. Is you you do with this team because I think this team will be back in the playoffs. They are they are built that way. Um, yeah, you want him to be there at the end of the year, not so much at the beginning. So, yeah, they got some tough decisions to make. And I'm, what I'm really hoping is after watching Painter yesterday, he's going to make that decision really hard for them, which is really fun. I love it when it's tough for the brass. Kevin, what was it like? We're talking to Kevin Stocker, who's great ready for Philly season, four weeks from today, opening day. Kevin, what was it like for you? And you talked when you first hopped on about you know, being part of the broadcast team last year, and then obviously what happened in the postseason was amazing. What was it like for you watching it from afar? Because, you know, you were here in 93. You were a young player in 93 and, and an amazing run for that team. And, and last year, in some ways, was kind of reminding me of it in that, like, wow, at a, at a, kind of out of nowhere. Your 93 team came out of nowhere, really good all year. Last year's team you know, got hot at the end. But the way the city reacted, and I'm sure you enjoy watching those games on TV, just seeing the atmosphere oh. at the park. Oh, man. It, it, it literally, baseball, well, uh, Hugh, I'd be curious with you, too. Like, if I asked you, like, about a certain play, you can probably remember plays and games, I mean, like they were yesterday. And it's the same for me. And it brought back all those feelings of how, I just knew what the city was like. And I, and we're all the way, I was all the way out in Washington state and mm-hmm. we just, we weren't able to make it out for the game, but man, the electricity, 
how the players are so celebrated. And I, the other thing that, that I liked about this team, and it's, it's really a big difference between then and now, is, is how much the, the players now recognize the fans during the game, whether they're waving at them or high-fiving them sometimes. Or I, I love that because the crowd, it gets them in the games even more. So, yeah, it, it, it brought back a lot of great memories for sure. Talk about how, uh, you know, because the one thing that I remember when, when, when the Phillies beat the Braves was that the song that they were playing in the locker room and how everybody was excited about that. <laughs> Talk about how that feeling right there is, 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 is such one of the great feelings. Talk about how when you're in the locker room and you have that camaraderie going, how it can prepare you to do, do phenomenal things. Well, it, it, it gets you to feel like you can overcome. So, you know, they they latched onto the song, and I couldn't even sing one word of that song. Maybe you guys could, but I'm like, I don't know where they latched onto that, right? There so, it is. <laughs> there. Oh, it's, I hear it. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. And, <laughs> but they latched onto that for whatever reason. You get a couple of wins, and all of a sudden it's there, and the team rallies behind that. And then all of a sudden you, you start to feel that chemistry, and you understand, like, when you get into late games, kind of like the big home run with Bryce, you never feel out of it. Now, I know people are like, well, you're talking about a song, man. How, how can you just be talking about a song? But that's, not, that's just one of the many things that, that, we were, that we were able to see as fans. I'm sure they had many other things that were just between them. And it just brings the team together. It makes it a lot more fun to play. Because remember, you're going, these guys are they're going to the ballpark every single day for seven, eight months. They don't get to pick their friends. These are their teammates, and they became friends. So, yeah, it definitely is one of those things when it builds, and these guys built to the end of the year. It'll be interesting to see what their song is, uh, what they grasp onto this year. We had one back in 93. I can't remember it. I apologize. That was, that was Mariano Duncan's thing, man. It was like he was in charge of the radio. We didn't have a chance. So, oh, that that's great yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean that that your team your your team had that kind of chemistry. Yeah, it's, it's a fun thing, man, and oh, that's yeah. that's one of the things that I remember about playing is like moments like that. The moment that you feel like the team has come together. Yeah, it's important, yeah. Kevin. It's yeah. important. And last last one for you off that because you mentioned earlier uh, uh, Schwarber and where he's going to hit. Kevin, I, I think sometimes we just look at stats, right? We look, well, this player did this. You hit how many home runs? But it just hit me last year watching Schwarber every day. And look, he had a great year offensively. He had forty six home runs. He changed that clubhouse, Kevin. Last year, Dave Dombrowski said he's the greatest leader he's ever been around in baseball, which think about how long Dave Dombrowski's been running baseball teams. I thought it was one of the highest compliments ever. How important is that to have that guy who brings everyone together? Oh, it's, it's imperative. You have, to, you have to have one or two guys like that, at least one. We had one in Darren Dalton. That's no secret. Um, I think Schwarber was that same guy where he's not a loud guy. He wasn't loud. He wasn't rah-rah. A couple of times, you know, he might be that way, but not in a negative way. But he's super calming when you talk to him. When, you, when, you, when a player asks him a question, he's very direct. Um, he will, he will, like, he'll get a couple of young guys, and he'll stand next to them uh, if, they're, if they got a reporter next to him to help him out. I mean, he just does, he does the small but correct things. And I think you got to have guys like that. Plus, he plays every day, and he's a, he doesn't complain. And we were just talking about that earlier in this broadcast. So I – I think it's huge to have that guy, and I had him when I was a young guy. I was 23 when I got called up, and I had Darren next to me on the first day. I talked about this yesterday. My first day, I get into the clubhouse. I'm this young, you know, punk coming up, and I'm sitting in my locker, and I've got 20 people from the press around me, kind of my first time, and Darren stood right next to me the entire time and let me answer my questions, and then he finally said, hey, that's enough, guys. He kind of shooed him away nicely, and he turned to me, and he said, hey, Kevin, let me just let you know you can always just say no comment and the press will never have a problem. I said, okay. And then he walked off right there. And it was just silent. It was quick. And that was the first big lesson I learned in the big leagues was from Darren. 
that's kind of what Schwarber, I think, no doubt brings to this team. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of last year when Boehm had that tough moment and he kind of helped him through it and, and kind of endeared him back to the city. Kevin, we, we really appreciate you hopping on. Excited for sure. you. Congratulations on the expanded role. And uh, we'll talk again soon and excited to hear you on the broadcast this year. Have a good one. Okay, guys. Thanks. Thanks, there, guys. There Bye. he goes. Kevin Stocker. Uh, we appreciate him hopping on. Bigger role this year with the broadcast. And, yeah, I mean, Hugh, there's no um, – there's no other way around it. Like what what Schwarber did for the clubhouse, like having one of those guys or more than one. But the Phillies, they had good players here, you for a few years, but they it's like they didn't know how to win. It didn't come together. Schwarber just brought the whole thing together. Yeah, that's what it's about, man. It's it's about being that that glue that the team needs to let everybody relax, let everybody know it's okay to 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 just let your hair down a little bit and be normal. Because you know this game. Like people can be under pressure for whatever reason that they're under pressure, but when you when you have somebody that's in the locker room like that, like the Pied Piper, if you will, mm-hmm. come in to just make everybody relaxed, makes it so much easier to go out there and do your job. Well, it, it did, and it changed this team. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. That is how you hop aboard here on this Thursday afternoon. Expectations for the Phillies here. Do you expect this team to make it back to the World Series? Let's talk to the people. Jake is in Center City. Hey, Jake. Hey, how you doing? What's going on, man? Hey, Jake. Hey, Hugh, grew up watching you. Thanks for all the memories. Thank you um, there, kind sir. Yeah, I, I was disappointed because I had Bobby Taylor, too, so that earlier color got oh, me on that I beat one. you to it. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, yeah, expectations on the Phillies. What I'll say is that, you know, I do have a bold prediction, but making it back to the World Series or making a World Series is probably one of the hardest things in sports because you have to win so many games. Last year was a perfect example. You had the Dodgers with the best record in baseball. They got knocked out in the second round or the, you know, divisional round. Yeah. And then on the other side, you had the Astros who were arguably the best team. I mean, I came out of that world series going, what a run, but the, the Astros are an incredible team. So, um, you know, it, it can happen either way. I, I think the Phillies have the makings of the best team in baseball, although they always get uh, sort of faded by the media and they're ranked actually number six in the NL right now, which I think is a disgrace. But, uh, you know, I think that they have all the players, but they, you have to get hot at the right time. And I think that the Phillies will actually be a lot better than people think before Harper gets back. And my bold prediction is that when he comes back and all that hype sort of stirs up, that uh, they initially will go through a little slump with him back and people will start to get worried. But then I think they'll get hot at the right time again. But the thing is, once you make the playoffs, you never know. So expectation to make it back to the World Series, I think that's unrealistic just because so many things can happen. Mm -hmm. But expectation that they'll make the playoffs, and that they'll they'll be uh, you know even favored. I think that's fair. But you know making the World Series is is so hard. It's and hard. One, and Jake, more... it is. Before before you make your second point, it is. I mean, we went over it earlier. Only four teams in the last thirty years have have gone have lost and then gone back the next year. It's it's hard. Now to be fair, the Astros did it right. The Astros lost to the Braves and they came back and beat the Phillies. So it just happened you know in the last year or so. But four out of the last thirty years, it's um it is a big challenge. Yeah, and I think the my last point is. No one's really talking about him, but I think Alex Bohm is really a difference maker on the team. He put on a lot of weight. I don't know if you guys saw the home run he hit the other Mm -hmm. day, but I've never seen him hit a ball like that before in in the three years he's been in the majors. And I actually was fortunate enough last year to happen to go to all the clinching games. I flew my my dad out to St. Louis, and we saw the the clinching game in St. Louis, and we actually met, by chance, Alex Bohm's mom. And she made a comment to us about how uh, Kyle Schwarber had, had helped him through some of the tough things in, in Philly, because playing in Philly is not always easy. He was, I'm sure you know. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, so uh, it, I got to experience that, and I agree with you totally. Last year's playoff run was one of the most fun 
You know, I'm 30 years old. Probably the most fun sports moments in my entire life. Just the energy. I don't know, you know, that and the Eagles Super Bowl in 2017, just because of how long we waited for those things. I don't know if we can ever get to that point again, but I'm excited for both both Eagles and, and Phillies this year. Ah, for sure. Jake, we appreciate the phone call. Yeah, the, the moment that um, that uh, he's talking about there, Hugh, last April, Alec mm-hmm. Bohm, and Alec Bohm's really he, – he was a third overall pick in the draft. He was supposed to be the star, and – he he's been okay as a hitter mm-hmm. and mostly bad as a fielder. So it, like his he's been very up and down as as a major leaguer. But last I think it was mid April he made three errors in like the first three innings of the game and he got killed. Oh, uh, the booze rained down and and the camera was on him and you could see him and it was pretty clear you don't have to be a great lip reader. He said I bleep and hate this place. Mm-hmm. And obviously and maybe he just meant third base. Maybe he meant Philadelphia. Maybe I don't know. We don't know exactly what he meant, but it didn't look good. Well, we knew what he meant. Yeah. He, well, he probably meant Philadelphia. <laughs> you know, he uh, definitely meant Philadelphia. So, but after the game, Schwarber took him aside, and then at, and then he came out right away and he apologized. Like, he said, my bad. I, I said it. Like, he didn't hide from it. Own it. And the next day, he got a standing ovation. Yeah, own it. Because, listen, the one thing that I know about this city is, like, they respect you if you're being honest and sincere. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you screw up, you screwed up. And, and you'll get a shot. But when you're, when you're being that fake and phony guy, fake and phony does not fly here. And, and when they see that you're fake and phony, they're gonna, that, that's going to make it a whole lot worse for you. Yeah, a it is. A whole lot worse. And I think he is. It's interesting, Kyle. I think he is a key because if Castellanos doesn't bounce back, if Boom takes a step, that could kind of mitigate it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I, Boom is uh, he's looking pretty husky, man, Alec Boom. I love the way he's working that out. out of the park. Yeah. yeah. 25 pounds, they say he added on. In the offseason? Yeah. Nah, I'm going to keep my thoughts to myself. No, let, let's hear it. <laughs> no, you got? dude, listen. I, I work out quite a bit. Do you know how hard it is to put on 25 pounds in offseason? Seems man? hard. That's all I'm going to say about well, that. You see me, it definitely looks difficult. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> Kyle, you like you've been working out a little bit? Thanks, man. No, it's just hard. Dude, that's hard to do. Because yeah. you're talking about, at like, say if you're eating straight like protein, for, for like it takes, if you're eating protein, like say you're eating just chicken, Vegetables at every Eminomini. meal. Eminomini. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Some of that too. You're you're gonna gain at most two and a half to three pounds of muscle a month. How long has he been off? Well, they they, they played into November, November, so not that long. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not. And, and listen, I'm just. That's just me. Probably hating on him because I can't, you know, put the muscle on like that anymore. Yeah. I'm just saying it just takes a – it's hard to put on muscle. Well, have you seen him? I'm, well, he's he's all kind of always had that, like, tall, lanky frame. Like he could put weight where, on. Yeah, yeah, where there was more weight to be had. Yeah, I just I, – I don't care if he weighs 180, 200. Just hit for power because he, he's a third baseman that's a slap hitter. I mean, that's what he's been in the big leagues. And it's weird because you look at him, Hugh, he's 6'5". You're like, oh, this guy will become a 30 home run hitter. He's never become that. He hits like 10 home runs a year. It's weird for his size. Yeah, it just it doesn't lift the ball. Yeah. Of their swing now. So they're trying to launch it like every play instead of like the old school hit where they, I guess they were like chopping, mm-hmm. chopping a tree. Yep. They're trying to launch that sucker. So that's probably, you know, that's probably it as well. Yeah. I heard with, um, with the Cameron Richie, and he mentioned that he was talking about Charlie Manuel, and Charlie likes what he's seen at Alec Bohm. So, mm-hmm. so maybe this is the year. I mean, like he's not out of nowhere. He was the third pick in the draft. Yeah, and, and to literally use that very same analogy, uh, apparently Charlie Manuel had been working with Derek Hall. He loves Derek, and he Hall. was giving him that exact advice. Swing through it, like oh, well, hold like up, you're hold up. Uh, Charlie Manuel and Howard Eskin friends now. Is that is that what you're uh, telling? Well, I, I believe know. they have Fr- reconciled. Friends, yeah, yeah, they've reconciled. Yeah. 
Oh, so they they ain't having drinks together now. No, I don't know about while. that. <laughs> Dope. But, but 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 on the field, right. like down at Spring Train, they, they're cordial. I think. Can I can I can I give y'all a memory that I remember? Oh, let's hear it. When 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 they were in the uh, they were in a press conference, and Howard told him to grow up, <laughs> and Charlie said, "I've been done grown up." Boy, he you talk about a moment where he wanted to swing on somebody. Yeah. That was a swingable offense. Right there. He told him to stop by his office. (laughs) No. I I have to imagine over the years there are many that wanted to swing on Howard. But, like, you got to respect the fact that Howard did not care. No. You know who Howard was in this situation? He was Juju Smith. (laughs) Oh, you did not just compare Howard (laughs) to Juju. I'm just saying the fact that he didn't care. Because, you know, Howard going to ask the tough questions. He's going to do that. He's got a job to do. There's been plenty of times where I've been in, in, in Atlanta. And I would hear a press conference coming out of Philly where it was some something happening, and you know, and you knew was who was the catalyst of the situation. Uh, it's, it was always Howard. He still is. He put. He's the button pusher. He's a, he's a, yeah. he's a habitual line stepper. Yeah, he is. That's who Howard is. Two, three, four, five, sixers. <laughs> and Charlie wasn't having any of it back he in the day. Hey, you come to my office, homie. Yeah. Come see me. <laughs> it is one of my favorite stories. Howard and Charlie Magnus. I mean, he and he used to rip him. He used no, to. Oh yeah. I mean, he oh, used to. Make, used to go in, he boy. used to make it as if Charlie was dumb. Like that, that's, that's what, what he, he was about saying. Yeah. That's why when he like, said, "I've been there growing team. up." Yeah. yeah. Anyone? Yeah. yeah. It was. It's great stuff. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. Let's say hot board <laughs> expectations for the Phillies twenty twenty three. We're four weeks from opening day. Do you expect the Phillies? To make it back to the World Series. We'll get back to your calls and our official WIP midday show champ camp check-in. We'll get you updated on Andrew Painter's spring debut yesterday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, there's Philly's fever. There is. Welcome back. It is WIP Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio. 
Kyle behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. We'll get back to all the phone calls here on Philly's Expectations, but it's our Champ Camp check-in here. And, and yesterday, Hugh, uh, during our show, we got a chance to watch a little bit and see a little bit, and then the highlights came out. Uh, with Andrew Painter yesterday, his first spring start. It's interesting because if you look at the numbers and you see some of the hits, you're like, ah, he was all right. But you re- read some of those quotes afterwards. Carlos Correa is a star, right? I mean, he's one of the great players in baseball. He said this guy's going to be amazing. So obviously he's impressing people. Yeah, and, and basically when you're in spring training, you're, you're working on stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, he can throw it hard. He's throwing it hard. He hit the, he hit 99 on the gun. So there, there's some, some optimism there when you look at him. It, you know that he's going to be something special. He has the potential to be something special. Yeah, he does. And yesterday, I think it was encouraging because the velocity was there. And it, and the, the one thing we keep hearing, we hear from Kevin Stocker, we heard uh, some of his teammates talking about it. You know, he doesn't carry himself. Even just listening to him, just talk after the game. He doesn't sound 19. Sounds a lot like he's a little bit older. Yeah. I mean, that's always a good thing because with, with, all, with, with what he's projected to be, there comes a lot of responsibility with that. And there's probably going to be a lot of ups and downs. And he's going to have to learn how to deal with that. So that's probably that's probably why. That's one of the main reasons why he probably is is is, is as laid back as he he potentially is. Yeah, and I think it's important um, that he is because you know if he was on a team projected to win seventy games, who cares if he's immature, right? He's got time to figure it out. The team does. Whenever he gets here, maybe it's the first week of the season, maybe it's June. I don't know. Whenever they're going to bring him, I mean, it's going to happen soon. But he's going to be in big games right away. Yeah, and 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 you have to believe that he's being told like, listen. You know, with the aspirations that this team has, the expectations that it's a good chance that you could be a part of this, and we're going to need you down the stretch. Yep. So that right there, within itself, is probably a, a pressure situation that he's preparing himself for mentally. And you mentioned a lot the comparisons to last year when you were in Atlanta with Spencer Strider. Like, not only did they bring him up, they put him in, they got him in the rotation. He was pitching big games. Like, you you got to take on the Phillies today. You got to take on the Mets today. And he he was ready. Man, he got and, and got himself paid. They, they, they locked him up early yep. because of his potential. And the one thing that I remember that I really liked about Strider is that he was un- unflappable, unshakable. Because there were a couple times where his velo was a little down, and he came back and they were asking questions about it. He said, no, I'm fine. And he was fine. Now, towards the end, you know, in the playoffs and stuff, he faded a little bit. But that's expected when you put that much on a young pitcher like that. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how, as this thing plays out, how he handles certain games that he's in, big games, and it's going to be handled how he. It's going to be interesting to see how he handles the fatigue when he does get fatigued. And I also like how they're handling uh, describing what he's fighting for here. He's the fifth starter, right? Mm-hmm. There's no such thing. Like the Phillies haven't built this as like you're the savior here. Like we have a good team. If you're ready, yeah, you could be the last guy in the rotation. Like he's got to work his. I mean, one day he might be the ace. I mean, that could happen within a Who year knows? or two. Yeah, but for now. Fifth starter. But you know what's funny about that in the comparisons? Because Spencer came in, and I don't think there was a lot of expectation about him. And if I'm not mistaken, haven't been following the Braves that much, but I think he's like the third He's the third starter yeah. coming in and potentially could move around. Like, that's what we're probably looking at. When you talk about people talking about this young man, the way that they're saying it and excited about him, he can move up in the rotation if he's if he's showing that he can develop that third pitch. Well, that's what good teams do, right? Like you know, that's like to the Eagles to an extent, right? They didn't, they didn't have to play all the rookies this past year. Mm-hmm. They had so many good players, so Painter could be eased in four or five innings in a start and kind of work his way in. But he's obviously the, the big story here of uh, of Clearwater two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's talk to Ron, and then uh, after Ron, we get a very special caller coming up next. Ron, what's up, Ron? Ron. Not that you're not yeah. special, Ron. You're, you're special. I just, you know, I wanted to tease that. But go ahead, Ron. No, that, that's all right, man. And, you know, let's start it off right. Good afternoon, Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Atlanta. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, 
as I was telling Kyle, you know, you, I, I look, I, I lived and breathed in the gym when I was work when I was doing sports, and probably not, you know, as animalistic as you guys were on the professional level. But I'll tell you right now, uh, as I told Kyle, uh, Alec Bohm is uh, probably lucky that nobody tests for supplements in the offseason. Let's just say that. lot of weight that quickly it's just it, I, it just is yeah it's it's a, kind of an old school red flag back when this used to be a big thing in, in, in baseball yeah i completely agree you you got a certain standard you can't cross that line the callers don't so i will cross the line for you. <laughs> <laughs> what line there's no line what are you talking about yeah. <laughs> i didn't say anything ron ron, no, ron no, what do you no. think ron what do you That's... think here in terms of expectations you expect the world series appearance again well, as you know, as I told Kyle, I first of all love Painter. I think he's going to be uh, a phenomenal addition to this team. My only concern with him, obviously, with any young player, is durability. Yeah. Um, you know, even in the minors, it's just it's not the rigorous schedule of the majors. So we're going to have to see: is he going to be able to temper it? Is he going to be able to slow it down when he needs to slow it down? And I think really that's going to come from the veterans. And him taking that leadership from them and, and saying, you know, look, this is how you take care of your body. This is how you do this. And and him really taking kind of control and command of, of what they say and him taking it to heart. Um, as far as my expectations, look, I know it's going to be tough the first half of the year, but I do think with the additions they made, I think it's going to be an outstanding first half of the year as far as I think they're going to blow our expectations up. Uh, with the additions and what they're going to bring to the team, but I do think that if they make they make a wild card, I don't think they're going to win the division. I think if they make the wild card, yeah, I think we're making I think we're making noise in the World Series. Well, Ron, that'd be incredible if they could do it again. Ron, we appreciate the phone call. Um, the one thing I, I will say off for what Ron said about having the example from the veterans here, you is they have he has a couple good ones to learn from. Zach Wheeler's been around for a mm-hmm. long time, and Aaron Nola. He, he's talking about durability. He might be the most durable pitcher in baseball. That guy pitches 200 innings basically every year, almost never misses a start. Like He's got good guys to watch on how to take care of his body. Yeah, and he's going to learn from them. He's going to watch them. Probably won't ask a whole lot of questions. The best thing you can do is learn by osmosis. And what I mean by that is just watch them. Mm-hmm. You know, just sit back and watch them and, 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 and figure out how do they keep themselves fresh. Because I don't think, I'm, I don't think it's a far stretch to say that he's probably going to hit a wall at some point during the season. Definitely. And and he's not going to look as crisp as he did at the beginning of the year. But then you work you work around that because you, you you're still going to need him. I think you're going to need him down the stretch. I yeah. would not be surprised, you know, if you get into the postseason, which I think you are, that it, you're you're going to be counting on this young man to to give you something. You're going to need him to give you something. It'll be interesting to see how they play with his innings and if they. Sh- I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, Kyle, if they if he's doing well and then they shut him down for three weeks or a month just to save those innings because. They, like you said, September, October, I want him out there. Right. That's what I'm wondering. I almost wonder if, you know, I guess they have, they have to have some sort of development plan with him and you don't want to stun his growth, but you'd almost feel like they'd be better served just sort of waiting till halfway through the season so he doesn't get burnt out or get fatigued toward the end. Yeah. What I think is, I think it, that that's an interesting game that you're going to have to play because you still want him, you know, when you talk about developing a third pitch and, and being a factor – in the postseason, you need the reps. You need, yeah, you need to be out there. You need to be out there, Kyle, and 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 that's where I'm like, because you're probably gonna you're gonna need this guy. When you talk about the pitching, that how it faded towards the end, you need to get him going. And if he's throwing gas, and you can he can develop that third pitch, 
He might be he might be the X factor. Well, you go back to the World Series last year. The Astros had about eleven pitchers they could throw out there. The Phillies had about four, and they just tried to roll through the same four over and over, and then eventually the whole thing gave out. All right, let's go back to the lines here. Um, I'm not sure you've probably heard this guy, Hugh, listening to the station. I think it's our his first call to our show. He is um, what's a good way to describe her from the Northeast? Unique. Is that a good word? <laughs> I yeah. think yeah, that, that's a nice way. Yeah, to describe. let's talk. I, I love Herb. Herb, what's You'll up, Herb? Out. Herb. Welcome to Philly, Mr. Uh, Hugh Douglas. Thank you very much, kind sir. Yeah, you know me from back in the uh, the old days with Ray Rhodes. You talking about way back? You talking about when? <laughs> yeah. You talking about? You got to be talking about like '98. That's right, boy. In that in that bubble, in that bubble. Yeah, you. you know, and, <laughs> yeah, we used to drive to the bubble. And John and John Gruden too. Herb That's knows my... everybody. Herb's a people person. Is he, that right? Yeah, he knows everybody. Herb, what are you doing today? I ain't doing nothing. It's, they just canceled it. The Wells Fargo just canceled some concert. Three hundred dollar tickets. They they sold out, and then I guess the person must have got sick. Was that Beyonce? Did they they sell I don't know the who Beyonce? It was. I didn't even I didn't even look. I don't know. Nah, it's not Beyonce, but somebody else. Are you the under? Are you the understudy? You're gonna fill in. You're gonna do the concert, Herb. We ain't doing nothing. Uh, we got to. I think tomorrow we got the flyers, and then we got a double header on Saturday. So what do you? Uh, yeah, um, that, that's a lot of work, Herb. You ready? Next week I'm off. I'm going to. I'm going to Phoenix for the uh, World Baseball Classic. Are you? Yeah, Herb travels everywhere. He talked. He talked to. Then you talked to Dave Dombrowski last year in Texas or something. Yeah, yeah. talked to him. Yeah. yeah, Herb's everywhere. He travels. He watches the teams. I am not mad at him. That's hey, go ahead and travel, man. Yeah, I hear you, brother. Herb, what do you feel on the Phils? You you ready? Got big expectations? Yeah, World gonna, Series? They're going to have a good team. They just got to figure out with Harper not being in the lineup, you know. But they got like they got a couple of bats that you know will fill in, you know. And now with the rule, now with the different rules and all that, and. I think that's going to help a lot of the guys on the team because, uh, like Constellinos, Constellinos, he a lot of times there was balls that were hitting the hole, you know, and they would have went through. But now that they don't have that, the infielders have to stay at the grass line. Right, right, you know, right. They, no, it should help uh, batting averages for sure. Herb, you a uh, you a pitch clock guy? Yeah, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with the pitch. It's supposed to, you know, make them games go faster. Well, I will. I mean, it's happened. It's happened in the so far in spring training. It's it's incredible how much faster they've gone so far. It's it's going to yeah, make make a I'm difference. Sure the umpires like it because they get out of there move quick. The game. Yeah, want to move the game along. You know? Yeah. So we'll see. You know the uh, the Phillies made a great run. Phillies made an unexpected run last year. One, like they said, we just got to get in. And then we got to win twelve or thirteen games, and that's what the manager. That's he pushed it on them, and they they came through. They came through. And they, they did won every series. Well, it's like Hughes been saying one of his his through. phrases: "Chip in a chair, chip in a chair." Now they know what it takes. Now they know what it takes to win to get to the World Series. That's that's the thing. I mean, we've had teams here. Mike Schmidt's team in 76, 77, 78. It took them three, four years. To finally make it to the World Series, and then, and you know, what I mean, this team came out and got in the playoff situation, and they ran it. You know, they did everything they had to do to get to the World Series. So now they got a, they got a taste of the medicine. 
now they got to go do it again, you know? So, uh, don't be all right. You writing that down, Joe? I got they the got whole thing, yeah. I, I record they, these phone calls. They got some nice pitching. I haven't, you know, I'm looking for more left-handed pitching, you know? You got Bailey Falter. Uh, Come on, you got, you got, yeah, you got a lefty he, there. He, Matt right, Strom. I want a power guy, man. I want a power guy. They got Soto. They traded for Soto from the Tigers. Come on, Herb. Oh, is he good? Okay. Oh, he throws, he throws hard, just like Alvarado. Herb, you going out of spring training at all? You and I are going down the last uh, yeah, like 23rd, 24th. You going to be there? I know that uh, Ike Reese and I are going the 8th or 9th. I was, the, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm coming home on the, the uh, what is it, the uh, taking a red-eye home on the, 19th, and I got to work that whole month. Oh, so you're not you're not coming out of spring training with us? Man, I don't know. Y'all see. Man. All right. You're going to see if he can make it happen. Yeah. We'll, we'll, I count. might try to come down for a couple days. Okay. You know, but I watch. I got the thing on TV. I got, you know, I got the Phillies on Yeah, TV. but it's different down You got there. the package. Yeah. You want to get, you want to get, have a few drinks. Yeah, have a few I drinks. Know. Yeah, I hear you. You're going to. So how's how's every hey you? What's his name? I wonder if you ever ran into my friend. Who is that? Jimmy Jimmy uh, Jimmy um, Jimmy McGee. He was married to you know the quarterback from Atlanta. Jimmy uh, McGee was married to the quarterback in Matt, Atlanta. You know Matt. Ain't uh, nothing wrong with that. No, I don't, I'm just I'm just trying to clarify that. the story here. <laughs> I you just want to know. Matt, you know Matt, um, Matt, Matt, Matt Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Yeah. He, my friend Jimmy McGee from Northeast Philly, lived, used to live near Southampton. He he lives in Phoenixville now. He married his sister. Oh, he married, he married Matt Ryan's sister. And I I know the parents. I met the, I met the parents a couple times. Well, I heard. Yeah. But use your connections. Get Matt Ryan on the show with us. We, we'll talk to him. Yeah, well, I got to get. I can, we can do that. All right, yeah. yeah. Tell get Matt to give me a call. Yeah, Herb. We, I got I got to. We love you, Herb. Get the number uh, from Jimmy. Yeah, you, our Don't people Jimmy talk to your people, Herb. No, no. no. <laughs> no. Our, Herb, Herb, we love you, buddy. We appreciate it. Herb, Herb is, Hugh, Herb, if we let him go, we'll just talk the rest of the show. No, I, I appreciate that. Sometimes you need perspective. <laughs> yes. Did you write that down? Everything. By the way, everything. everything. <laughs> that was a relatively tame Herb call, yeah, to some, be completely he, honest He gets with a it. little hype. Oh, he goes all over the place. He does. <laughs> My first wait. What was that? He threatened to kick Johnny Marks' ass. Yeah, kick your ass, Johnny Marks. <laughs> so you gotta love. You gotta love the fact that you know the callers will threaten the host. Okay, <laughs> you, you gotta stay away from that. At one point, he told Mark Cerise he was done with everyone here and he was moving to Florida. It never happened. He that never that left. lasted a long time. Yeah. Man, man yeah. listen, this is a love hate situation yeah. with everybody here at the station. That's that's how it is, man. You got to love it. <laughs> that, is, that is an ingre- incredible. All right, speaking of uh, all all that nonsense, Vernon in North Philly wants to talk about Juju. What's up, Vernon? Vernon. Hey, guys, how y'all doing? What's going hey, on, Vernon? All right, all right, before I get to my Juju point, I'm going to talk about the Phillies right fast. Um, I do, they'll be in the playoffs. Whatever happens, happens after that. As far as the, uh, far as the painter situation, He'll be he'll be going back down to get some triple A seasoning, and they also have another guy, not Falter, but they got another guy that everybody's missing that they've been talking about. That he may be ready too. I forgot his name. Mick Abel. Abel. No, not Abel. The Maga- other guy. Griff McGarry. Yeah, Mag- yeah, yeah. He he could right. end up in the bullpen, Vernon, because he's got right, right. Yeah, he could help in the bullpen for sure. Yeah. Okay. Now let me get to my let me get to my juju thing. Okay. Listen. 
and, and you, you are, you are another guy that that's like that too. You are poke the bear guy. I follow you all the time, Hugh, and you be poking the people down there. You know what I'm saying? And you be like lighting the... Okay. So you know. I'm trying to do better, though. I, I mean, know. I, but what I'm trying to say is... Don't do what I say. Don't, no, don't, no, no, don't no, do no, it as do as I say, right. not as I do. But this <laughs> whole lightest. Listen, everybody knows Juju is the TikTok guy. Yes. And if you see... Okay, you've seen the video. The guy that he had in that video, that guy be doing them videos all the time. Yes, I know. Yeah, Mr. I forgot his name. Mr. Goto. He he talks about right. all college football. Yeah, he's right. a funny he dude. Does, right. He, yeah, and he's funny. So I like the guy. So my point is, like, you, you're not going to win against the TikTok guy. You're not going to win against none of these guys that be on, on, these, on the social media that be doing this stuff. You're not going to win. And, like, so if, like, if you get caught up in it, you know what I mean? Like, the, the joke is going to be on you. And that's what, like, that's what AJ and everybody else got to realize, man. That's what Juju does. He, you know what I mean? He's a TikTok guy, man. So, like, you got to, you know, like, yeah, it's all fun and games. And I understand how, you know what I'm saying, like, AJ is like, look, man, I'm just tired of it. So, here's the thing. Y'all play them next year. And if I'm, if, look, if I'm, if I'm an AJ, I'm going to CJ and I'm saying, hey, CJ, look, here's the thing, man. Remember Akia Talib? And and, uh, and the wide receiver from Oakland, go snatch his chain and let's get this thing going. Oh, I forgot that's about you, that one. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's how you handle that. But you're not going to win this argument with with these social media TikTok guys. You're just not going to do it. Yeah, man. I mean, and plus it, it it escalates to the point where it gets it gets out of hand, man. I mean that that's the biggest thing. It, it just gets out of hand, and and the best thing to do is just stop, just stop. Snatch you know, it. just stop and just hey. let him do his thing and keep it moving. Listen, man, everybody, you, you, you need a Akia Talib type of guy, man, and that's how you handle no, that. No, you don't. You well, know he's why? he's got his own no, troubles Because he on. got, that's, yeah, that's, the, Vern, that's we the appreciate point. it. Vern, we got we to gotta get past that, man, because I, like like I said, I, I, I understand where A.J. Brown's coming from, but at the end of the day, that escalation protocol is real, and you start, like, you looking back, like, I'm pretty sure, when you talk about Akia Talib, great example, he wish he would have did some things differently. Well, he, he definitely wishes he would have did some yeah, things it's, differently. Yeah, it's actually really a shame with him. I thought he was really good on TV. Because yes, he, he, he started doing the Fox games. Yeah, and then he went to a game with his brother. Yep. And and it was a series of unfortunate events. That's how those things usually happen, man. And I, and I know it's tough because, you know, I get caught up in it. My bravado, my, my, my man, my cheesemo, man car, whatever you want to call it, get you in a bad spot. It'll put you in a bad spot that you do not need to be in at whatever age you are. Yeah. It, it just it, – it, you can't win that, man. Well, you can't win it. And that's why I'm sure the Eagles have someone. I don't know if it's a teammate or someone, you know, probably in A.J. Like, Brown's hey, ear. Man, just stop. Just, just stop. enough. Yeah, just, just – yeah, just stop. Just, just stop. We got bigger goals here than, than, knock, than nonsense with, uh, with Juju. But, yeah, the, the Tlaib thing, he did a few games I, – I believe he did Hurts' his second start. I remember because I watched the full game. Mm-hmm. It was against the Cardinals in twenty. He wasn't bad. No, I, you know what he had? He had a different sound than most broadcasts. Like the way he spoke – and to have a defensive guy because I think that's not easy to do. It's not easy to do it, and you're giving it from a different perspective than everybody else is giving it to you. So, yeah, I, I like what he was doing, man. But like I said, unfortunately, he 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 has other issues that he has to deal with, right? If that's an extreme one, but that's how things happen, right? Just you got to stay away from it. So, yeah, Juju is um, – He's silly, but don't let it get to that point. Don't let it get to the point. And I found out the concert that was postponed in Philadelphia tonight. Oh, the one that Herb was talking it about. It was SZA. 
<clears throat> SZA was the conference, so, uh, the, the concert that was going to be tonight. So, do you think Herb would be a good candidate to just fill in? No, no. That that I think I'm not a, I'm not I don't listen to her music, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be a lot of young ladies there. So like not, like fellas, if 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 there was a night where you wanted to like single mingle, it would have been tonight at the SZA concert because there would have been a lot of young ladies there in Philadelphia that probably been working hard all week. Yeah, that just wanted to unwind and listen to some scissor. It would have been a great spot to meet people. And we'll give you an update if Herb is going to fill in and do that concert. Yeah, we don't know. Definitely, we will give you an update. Two one five five two nine ninety four ninety four. That is how you hop board. All right, coming up on the other side, your Phillies twenty twenty three expectations. We'll give you all all our thoughts on if this team and if we really should expect them to get back to the World Series uh, after a big off season. But man, it is tough to do. We'll run through all your calls. Coming up, 215-592-9494 on the 2023 Phillies. Four weeks from today, opening day, expectations. Coming up on the other side on Sports Radio 94 WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.